Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell and Deirdre Cervego, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We're going to have a fun, entertaining show for you today. To start off, we want to say hey to everybody in the chat room. What's up, everybody? If you hit your ITV button in the top corner of the W4CY website, you can actually see us waving at you in our studio. And before we get started, let me... Introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. And that I certainly am. I've been getting emails like you can't believe from people who just think that I'm like demented, wild, crazy, that outspoken, you know, uncensored, unfiltered. Well, yes, I am. But I want everybody to know that I was this way since I'm 15 years old. I'm just not a dizzy older guy that had a stroke. <laughs> I've always been a little, you know, on the outspoken side. I was in the principal's office at school more than any other kid in all of my school career because I told teachers that they were stupid and didn't know what they were doing, especially in the art class. Mrs. Cohen, who was a real bitch, used to fail me because well, she was a bitch. Bitch is what she is. Female dog. Call her anything but. She failed me, and I'm a great artist because my dad was, and my sister is fabulous, and my daughter Deirdre is an artist, so it's in the blood. She failed me because she wanted this cubicle modern art. Well, my hands can't do cubicle. Everything on me has to fly in, colorful and swirl. And I submitted cubes that weren't quite so cubicle. And she fired and she fired me. She threw me out of school, you know. But it sent me to the principal's office anyway. The principal was talking to me, and after I got to order him, he said, "I haven't, I have not an idea of anything you said, but you're forgiven for whatever it was you did." 
And I thought, gee, that's great. Being a little dizzy gets you off a lot of hot rocks, doesn't it? There you go. I'm, I'm going to skip all that and just let it all go. You no, guys but it's it true. Here. Everybody thinks I'm dizzy because I'm 50. You're not dizzy. Well, they think on, uh, look, my email is I'm funny, I'm fabulous, I'm wild, I'm cute, I'm terrific. You know, all those silly little things which do matter. Well, not so much now as they did when I was young. Now I want to be known as, you know, intellectual and intelligent. Okay, not going to happen. It could well, happen, but I'm it's very not right intellectual. Now. I'm very well read. Not, just not on this radio show. No. This is an entertainment show. I'm an excellent actor. If people, if actually, if they came to our house for dinner and they heard you speak, they would probably like not even like realize it was the same person. Exactly. Something happens to me when I'm on the radio next to you. <laughs> I have no idea what happens. So we also want to introduce the wait, wait, man one, behind one the We've got to introduce Chad. Yeah, just a second. He can wait. He's not going anywhere. He's sitting there eating his bananas and grapes and avocados. I want to make a point that now I forgot because now you interrupted can hear me. But the, the point is, oh yes, this is the point. I don't really know much about of what I do on this show because everybody's basically very young or they're, they're young singers and it's not from my generation. So people out there who are 50 plus sympathize with me and know that we don't know about these things. Just like all of you young people today, in 30 years, you won't know who's out there then. You'll be talking about I guess like, you know, Miley Cyrus and Madonna. You know who Miley Cyrus is? <clears throat> I know who Miley Cyrus is, yeah. Anyway. So forgive me for being young. And everybody can just like learn all about all the different things. They learn about the different genres and the different time periods and the different actors and actresses yeah. and music and everything by listening to the show. So what's up, Mr. Chad Murphy? What up, Jimmy? What up, Ron? And hello, chat room! There you go. We want to give some shout-outs to the chat room. Iris Ginger is in the chat room. Carla Floor, Hartley Mandel, which we gave you a big shout-out. Thanks so much for sending us your new CD. We love it. And um, <coughs> hope everybody is well. And we want to tell everybody, too, Ginger Iris hosts the Iris Ginger Show. And it is on Fridays from 5 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY. Tune in, and you can, like, hear it all go. Jimmy and I both have a virus, and the virus is spreading all around New York and Philadelphia, Jersey, too. <laughs> It's a, it's a stomach virus that affects you and your stomach, and you get very dizzy. I've been dizzy for three days, and today I'm even dizzier than I'm normally dizzy. So it's going to be a very, very dizzy show. God knows only what's going to come out of my deranged mind today because it's not functioning. It's spinning. But I'm doing my best to keep my balance. There How you do go. you feel, Jimmy? Uh, I'm a little, we're all a little under the weather, and so we're working on all of it. In the meantime, are you dizzy? Um, well, yes. <laughs> and I'm coughing. I hope I don't cough. Oh, don't show. like close your mouth though when you do that. Well, why? I mean, <laughs> cough on me, you get well, me sicker. I want to hit you with some phlegm. <laughs> if I can hit you with a couple of loads of phlegm, then you'll you know get sick too. Uh, also, on the Irish Ginger Show this week, they're going to have a uh, singer songwriter David Britt. He's a friend on on Twitter, and everybody should be following us on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star. Ron is at Ron Russell Show, and the Jimmy Star Show is at Jimmy Star Show. Um, we're going to have a really fun show today. I, everybody knows I'm an American Idol like. Uh, aficionado, I freaking like love that show, and we have the the third place finisher from season six, Melinda Doolittle. She's going to be calling in a minute, and she's also playing tonight at uh, Fifty Four Below, which is a uh, actually it's a very prestigious place to play where all the Broadway performers mm -hmm. perform, and uh, she's playing there tonight and tomorrow night. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to having her on. And in the meantime, um, I forgot what I was going to say. That's how dizzy I am. <laughs> I told you this virus is a killer. It's not a good virus. Absolutely. So, Chad, what's up? How are you, and how's everything there? 
I think Chad went oh, to the bathroom. Oh, and Chad's like disappeared also. He might have gone to the bathroom. I'm back. He left He's the board back. empty. See that? He left the board empty. I put, it on, I put it on cruise control. Like they have in the hospital. <clears throat> you know, those urinals. Thanks, Ron. Keep Appreciate it under that. the board. So if you have to pee-pee, you don't have to get up and leave the board. Just make a whiz in the urinal. I mean, <laughs> empty word. it out in Dean's flower pot. There you go. Recycle. Great. <laughs> hey, too, like, uh, uh, we, we've seen almost all the Academy Award movies, and I know they're all over, and the best one is still Philomena. Everybody should go see Philomena. It yes. didn't win, but it's still the best one. It has the best story, and yes. everything is about it. We watched... Um, Dallas Buyers Club last night and did not like it. It wasn't really that good. I don't really get why it like won the. I saw like fifty movies. I thought were better than that. You know, so. history is history. The truth is the truth. But like they did with slavery and other things, how they and and Germans being Nazis, they overkill. They overplay it. And German people were upset about it. Why are we always portrayed as Nazis? And African Americans were sick and tired of always being portrayed as slaves. Well, we gay people are sick and tired of being shown as transvestites, weirdos, dirty people, druggy people, common, low-class, vulgar people. We are not that way. (laughs) Rock Hudson was not that way. All of the great gay stars of Hollywood that are still alive and who have passed were not that way. There is a certain section of the gay world that is as trashy as any minority group. Well, not even a minority group. group. As any group. (laughs) But why must they always play up on that? They could have left the transvestite out, made it a heterosexual you know, thing about a heterosexual getting AIDS. Not the fact that he had, they were calling him faggot and fag and all that stuff, which is offensive to me because I've gone through that when I was a child. And I don't want to go to the movies and see it again. It's upsetting. It's disconcerting. It's not necessary to make a film good. I mean, we stopped. It just wasn't that good a film. <laughs> well, we stopped with the N word, and you know, so let's stop with the F word, the fag word. It's enough already. I, I can't deal with it. I feel that this film was not worthy of what it was acclaimed to be. I feel that his Academy Award performance was good. If you could understand him with his Texas accent mumbling, I understand he lost 50 pounds to make the part happen. Well, that's nice also. But you don't give an Oscar for somebody losing 50 pounds and mumbling through a film. I also agree with Jimmy. Philomena was a story. It was a meaningful story. It was a beautiful story. It's a tearjerker. It's a heart warmer. It's a wonderful piece of work. And it got totally overlooked because it didn't win anything. Yeah, and Judy Dench, as we all know, is a brilliant actor. She's like one of the best out in this world. So, folks and writers in Hollywood, stop showing us or every, anyone as terrible people. Let's do an AIDS movie that shows the plus side of it. All the wonderful men you see walking around in three-piece suits, Wall Street executives, vice presidents, congressmen who have HIV, who are actually functioning today in the world as healthy beings because of the new drugs. Yes, I understand the point of the movie was to bring forth the idea that the hospitals were killing people with the, uh, with the um, AZT. AZT. That was in the very beginning because they didn't know the dosage. But as to this man being a hero and doing what he did, there's a lot of discussion I could have with you, but it would take a lot too long Which we're not getting into all that now. Right, right. So I, mean, <laughs> I was there when this was happening. I knew all about it as it was happening. My very dearest and best friend in the entire world who I grew up with, Tommy, he passed away from AIDS. So I was there fighting that whole battle with him to get him help, to get him to, to save his life. Unfortunately, I couldn't, and he passed away. So 
you know, Jimmy's giving me the moving on sign. I know I'm emotional about this. I'm passionate about it. So please understand what I'm saying, everybody. Absolutely. In other words, though, the movie still wasn't that great. Philomene no. was better. Freaking, right. there was lots of movies that were better, so I don't really think so. But Morley, chat, Morley Schulman's in the chat room. Hello, Tr- Morley. What's up? Hope everything is well. We hope everybody's having a good time. We hope everybody is interacting in the chat room. I'm just logging in now really to pay attention, so I'm seeing what's going on. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. We're having a, a good time. Even though we're a little under the weather, everything is going to be good. Uh, we have Melinda Doodle coming on because when she comes on, I don't know that we're going to be able to play two songs. I want to play one song now before she comes on, and then we'll play another one. And, Chad, I want to play the song You're the Reason. Um, you are why you're the reason. And you guys, this is Melinda Doolittle. She was in the third place runner up in, uh, the sixth season of American Idol. She's released tons of music. She's world no world renowned and known. And, uh, I want to play this and she's going to be calling in and we'll play her other song, uh, that, that they sent us as after we talk with her and we'll go from there. So Chad, how, how about that? You got it ready? Yes, sir. All right, everybody. This is you're the reason by superstar Melinda Doolittle.
yeah. Guilty of this love thing. I'm not looking for acquittal. See, for you, I do it big. Others try and be little. Ask me to lend a hand when they only do little. Been aiming for your heart. They just aiming for your middle. You ain't perfect, but you make life worth it. I ain't perfect either, but I make you a believer. All these feelings we be feeling, I just can't deny. So when they ask me about my smile, you're the reason why. song in it chad i like it it's got a good groove i love that okay. rap that's in there here we go it's 1945 <laughs> in the beginning meeting the year 2014 i love it i'll put it in the car but i do not want the extended version because as you all know i can't stand rap I so without the rap it. i think it's a sensational song she's great the rap just doesn't belong ah, you're too it's, old it's, it's, it's a floating mood <laughs> From the beginning. I loved it. Uh, he loves the rap. I got a, so I got a caller on the line. I'm not sure who it is. Rap. I only have the rap version, but you'll like the next song. I only have the, the version. Well, with cut the rap, the rap out. Just give Jimbo, me I got a caller on the line for you. Absolutely. Caller, go ahead. All right. Hello, hello. This is Melinda Doolittle. Melinda. Hello, Melinda Doolittle, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I am so excited about having you on the show. I'm an American Idol junkie aficionado. I love it. Before True. we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do, my dear? I'm doing great, thank you. And I have a version just for you without a rap on it. <laughs> There you go. She's oh, got a version please. for you with that. You know, it's nothing oh, to do with please. the. I really don't like rap. I never got it. I never learned it. To me, it's not singing. Now, your singing is singing. That's beautiful. <laughs> the voice is beautiful. I love the opening of your song. It's very Glenn Miller, 1945. It sent me for about three minutes. And then you come in with that melodic sound. And the, the background is fabulous. The song is fabulous. I want Jimmy to put it in my car radio. That's the Oscar here. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Well, on the EP, the very first version of the song doesn't have a rap. There you go. In, I was never a fan version. of rap. So I don't think rap it's is a talent. there just for you. Oh, there thank you, you darling. Thank so you then sweet. we've also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Do you have anything in country? <laughs> now that you're going <laughs> around the room. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say before I recorded Give, it was actually a country song. There you so go. technically, on the EP, there's a country song. It's just my version of country. We've, we've come full circle. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. 
I, I, I really am. I'm super excited. And you're actually in New York right now, right? I am in New York right now. I just opened my new cabaret at 54 Below called It Must Be Love. I opened last night and getting ready to do the show again tonight and tomorrow night at 9.30. And it is, I have to tell you, probably the most exhausting show I've ever done, but the most rewarding. I okay, question. I'm going to interrupt you. Stage. I have to interrupt you. Sure. Most important, VIP important. Save two seats tomorrow night for Jimmy and I. I can't. Why? I, uh, otherwise, I would have already gotten. I would have already gotten go? tickets because I've got stuff I got to do. I'm I'm already committed. Otherwise, oh. we, I'm so upset because like I didn't plan this well because I thought originally we were trying to get you on the show last week and so I would have like worked oh. it out that we could come. But I already had plans, so we're gonna miss it. But the next time you come, because oh. I know you're gonna play there again, we're definitely Off with coming. His head. Oh, why can't we make tonight's show? We leave now and make tonight's no, show because we're on the radio now. We can leave. No, now. she doesn't go on till nine thirty. Oh yeah, we could maybe do that. Because I love your voice. <laughs> I would love to see your show. I would drive the distance, the hundred and twenty miles to New York. It's hundred and twenty miles for you. Well, we're in, we're in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's it's about no, it's like seventy miles to get there and seventy miles to get back. I think. But your voice is so worth it. I do it on glass. I'd walk on broken glass. <laughs> I, I love your sound. It's a happy sound. You have a happy voice. You have a beautiful voice. And you can hold a note, thank God. So we're going to go back and we'll talk back more about that in a minute because I want to like go a little bit back in time and then move forward in time. First, I have to tell you, uh, like I was so bummed you didn't win American Idol. Uh, I actually, uh, you're one of the only, I don't normally vote, but I actually voted a ton for you. Um, and, and Jordan is great also, like, but I just really wanted you to win. And primarily it's because of the way like you hold notes, because I'm learning that now from yes, Ron, that you yes, hold notes. Yes. Um, but also because my two favorite songs like in the whole world are Home and My Funny Valentine, and like you do both of them better than anybody on the planet. You can even ask Ron because he doesn't he's, he doesn't watch American Idol. Never. He has no idea who you are, never, never. but he but he will tell you that those are my two favorite songs because I want him to record okay. My Funny Valentine. Do you for know me. why I never watch those shows? <laughs> I'm in the why business not? a long time, and I have a lot of friends in important places. Okay, and when we're okay. together at private parties, we discuss these horrible shows that are on television. They are phony. They are lies. It's a fix. Nobody really wins that should win. Because with your voice, my darling, you should have won. I don't care what your competition was. If it wasn't Frank Sinatra, you should have won. Okay? <laughs> so I have, we have a friend of ours who didn't win because one of those, those judges wanted to sleep with her. And when she refused, he knocked her out of the box. I know what goes on in those shows. They all have a clothesline, a string they follow. They're phony. They, they tell you what to wear, how to sing, what songs to sing, which is totally unfair. I mean, what if they get you to sing White Christmas? What are you going to do with it? You know what I mean? you got to sing the stuff that you're good with. So, therefore, right. those shows, when I look at them, I want to smash my, my beautiful big television because they're Okay, phony. okay, okay, okay. Let's go. That's enough. Attack off the, on off them. The oh, I love sh- the show. No, she should have won, Jimmy. This girl's got a fabulous voice. <laughs> she does. She can sing. And, she's, and, and she got great exposure by being on the show, which enables her to yeah. play at places oh. like 54 Below True. and to sell records and to have all these hits and everything. So, it all works out for everybody if you... If you work it yeah. and you and you work with the system, uh, he is right. We do know a lot of people. We've had a ton of uh, yeah. American Idols. We had Nikki McKibben from season one. We've actually 
had somebody. We've oh, had yeah. somebody from every season. We had the X Factor from Australia winner guy Sebastian, and we're getting ready to have uh, almost X Factor winners uh, coming, coming on board good, now. Good friends with Lily McLeod. She's a friend of ours. We have a lot yeah. of people that were on those shows that didn't win, and they have, they have phenomenal talent. I mean, Lily McLeod is probably one of the best things out there today. She does a four and a half Next hour to you. show. <laughs> No, they're all different. No, Jimmy, don't say that. Everybody has their own, you know, place. This girl has a beautiful place. She's in a, a Doris Day. God, I wouldn't offend you, but she's like in a Doris Day Peggy Lee place. She sings. Yes, she sings. Lily McLeod performs and sings. She does a four and a half hour show. Does Michael Jackson, Tina Turner, everybody. So everybody has their little niche, as to say, in the business. So well, let's go back to her since she's the she's guest. She's wonderful. I but know you she's know what? wonderful. We're not going to blow smoke up her butt and make her think we're full of crap. I'm not full of crap. I've been a that. fan since day one. That's why I'm so excited that she's here. Everyone that listens to me knows if Ron Russell says it, it's true. I don't lie about anything. I can't be bothered. I'm too old to bullshit. She's a French. But you're good. I love your voice. I want to hear more. And don't laugh. Tonight we'll be there. Nine thirty. You go on. Uh, what time? Nine thirty. What time? Nine thirty. I go on. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. If we leave here after the show, we can make it. Compass two seats, okay? Because we're cheap. <laughs> You know, my manager's listening. Let's see what he can do. All right. Oh, uh, that's well, Michael. So. We after, love Michael. After driving that distance, you know, it costs a ton of money and gas. Everybody, first of all, right. everybody needs to go because we want, we, want, we want the show to be sold out tonight and tomorrow. It probably is because 50, 54 mm-hmm. Below, it's a very well-known, very respected, very difficult place to play. So kudos mm-hmm. to you on that. Um, you know, Thank the fact you. that they brought you in there to perform there is a testament to your talent. Um, okay. I think that again. I would just want to say because home you, and you perform home in this show, don't you? I do. I do perform home in this show. It's one of those songs. It's it's been one of my favorites since I was a little girl watching The Wiz. So I think you should change your name, M- Melinda Do Little. It should be Melinda Do a Lot <laughs> because <laughs> you do a lot for music, my sweet. Trust me. Ah, thank you. I. You know what? I just. The good thing about doing this show, especially at 54 Below, is that it gets an opportunity to kind of take people on a journey, and we can talk about love, we can laugh about it, we can cry about it, we can do all of that, but at the end of the day, I can just sing my heart out, and there is such a receptive audience, and Mm -hmm. it's the perfect room for it, so I, I am having the best time. Absolutely. To all of our New York listeners, and we have thousands if you want to meet jimmy and i come tonight we'd be more than happy to shake your hand and we can all sit and just go into seventh heaven listening to this beautiful girl with her beautiful voice also though then you have your new album you're the reason we played that we played the, uh, the song just a minute ago i happen to love the rap uh and and kudos to whoever's doing the rap i think it's fantastic um and, and uh i just lo- i love the whole thing and we're going to play another song in a minute but let's go back cuz when you were on american idol the new york times hailed you as one of the most phenomenally gifted singers of our time i love those kinds of i mean those are like the kind of quotes that sh- like you can't even pay for you know and the fact that you right. get those kind of quotes based on, on 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 basically what you were doing on american idol was amazing um uh the kind of quotes jimmy wishes he had i do have them not from the New York Times, but I have them from places. Oh, yeah. Well, I have them from Hollywood. I won the Shorty Award for Best Radio Personality in the World, Melinda. So there. <laughs> That's awesome. I want you to know. I want you to know that he won first place. Deirdre won second 
place, and I won third place. Now, you tell me there's not something fishy going on there. <laughs> I can't help it. Out of the millions of people, I can't yeah. help it that, Jimmy's that got we're over popular. Three, three million tweeters or twatters, whatever. He's it helps that when many. you have a big following. <laughs> and, and they all voted for him. And best guess what? Jimmy started the subject. Nobody ever did it. So Jimmy created it. I'm going to tell people the truth. Jimmy, what? You're the number one entertainer in the world? No, that's not what the thing was. I doubt it. It was the best radio personality. Well, you're, you're, you're a great radio personality. But there not, you go. You're not the best. I'm not an entertainer. I'm a radio personality. There you go. Melinda is an entertainer. And you, uh, you guys right. can find out, too, more about Melinda by going to melindadoolittle.com. You have so many cool things going on. Let me... Um, uh, let, let's go over some of them. So you did an autobiography called Beyond Me recently. I guess maybe that was last year or the year before. I'm not sure. Uh, and I was very intrigued by the quote that says, you know, that like you went from a tone deaf girl to a torch song singer. Speak a little bit about the autobiography and how we could actually, how people could actually get it. Well, um, first of all, it, it is called Beyond Me. And it's really my, my story of becoming who I am today. A lot of times, I would go to sing places, and afterwards I'd be doing the meet and greet, and somebody would be like, well, how did you become the kind of woman that you are? Like, how did you handle the experience on American Idol? How are you handling life right now? And so that's kind of what this book came out of, is just different things, even lessons that my mom taught me growing up that have taken me into who I am today and me get through the American Idol process because it is crazy. Um, it's a stressful process and how to deal with it well, how to how to learn how to accept criticism a little better, different, different lessons like that, and um, just a, a better outlook on life. And so I wrote and released that book, and you can go on Amazon and get it. And I, I think it's great. It's a quick read, and um, a lot of people have, have said that it's really helped their outlook on life. So I hope that it helps some people. That's awesome. You sound very grounded, and I know that when great success comes to you, they won't find you dead in the bathtub, that's for sure. Oh, Absolutely. So many celebrities do, you know, they just can't handle it. They can't handle the fame, the fortune, the attention, and they burn up. They do drugs and burn up. Also, too, it was different because, like, you know, when you were on American Idol, it was still, like, considered, like, you know, unfortunately, like, the ratings and everything have dropped and they've gone through a lot of changes, but you were on the show, like, at the height of the show. And so... uh so all the all the hoopla that surrounds all of it, you know, is much bigger now. It's almost like if you were on the X Factor the first season or something, you know, where it's like uh, all super super still popular. Um, do you watch American Idol? Oh yeah. Oh, I can't help it. I really I watch all the reality singing competitions. I really do. I do too. Um, I, the Voice, X Factor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I even help co-host uh, um, a recap show called Reality Check where we'd go over The Voice and Idol and X Factor when it was still on. and I just, Oh, my gosh, you know, that's I'm so a, cool. I, I, even go, I even go to every country. I go on YouTube and I watch those shows in every country. Okay, you might be a bigger fan than me. We're also sponsored by the largest indie record label, though, and like uh, we sign a lot of those people to the label, and so uh, I go looking for like talent. But I love those shows, especially the people where you see their audition video, you know, and it's got like next week I have a Britain's Got Talent uh, singer come on, and her audition video has like eight million views, you know, like and so like it's just a lot of fun, and I just love it because I love music so much. I just love it, and 
I, I like a particular – I like all kinds of music, but I particularly like your kind of – like vocal music where you can really hear that the person could sing and there's no auto-tune and there's no hanky-panky in the, in the uh, recording studio you know, to make you sound good because you know, when you sing a ballad, you, there's no way you can like auto-tune home. So like when you sing yeah. that song – you know, like, you know that you can really, really sing, and that's the kind of music that I, I listen to and that I like the best. The only thing good I can say about these, these reality shows is they've brought to Jimmy probably three of my most favorite people in the world now. One is B and G B, who was on one of those. No, she wasn't on a reality show. Oh, she wasn't? Oh, that's why I like her the most. <laughs> She's my sweetheart. But you got Lily McLeod. And Lily McLeod. I mean, I just adore her. And Donna Allen. And Donna Allen. And wait, what about what about when I met Melanie? Melody, what the hell was her name? The one that does the the, the thing about the going up to heaven. That no, that's Donna Allen. That's Donna Allen. Yeah, that's Donna Allen. I love her song. When is that coming out? I know, not yet. What's the other one that we? (laughs) Actually, wait, wait, Melinda, because you were a backup singer, right? Do you know Donna Allen? You ought to know her. No, I didn't know Donna Allen, but I tell you what, that's probably my favorite part about these reality singing competitions is that I had no idea who Donna Allen was or Lily McLeod, and I think that they are absolutely fabulous entertainers. Aren't they fabulous? I'm so glad we got introduced to them. I I, they are hands down some of my favorites that have ever been on reality singing. Yeah, uh, do you me know too. do you know B N G B from the nineties? No, she was a recording artist. She had a lot of hits. B N G B actually, she's a, she's got a single getting ready to come out, but she's actually uh, at the height of M C Hammer's fame. She was the backup singer and also one of his artists when he had his own like record deal. He had to, he had certain artists, and that was one of the artists. And we're working with her. She's fabulous. And uh, oh, she did all the different. She's my my bestest friend, and I loved her, love her to death. <laughs> and when I left her, I hugged her and I said, "Angie, no matter what, you'll be my friend till my end." And she wrote on my Facebook page the other day, "Friends to the end." And she's sweet. That's my favorite. That's my- I love her so much. She is such a kind, wonderful human being, and her song That's "Love." Awesome. Is drop dead. It's fabulous. So let's go back for a second, though, then, because like you also, I, I believe now I might be I might be wrong, so you can just correct me because I he corrects me all the time, so it's no problem. But like you were actually bef- before you were That's on American Idol, you were you were also did a, did some backup singing for some some really great people. Oh yeah, I was I was a background singer for years before going on American Idol. I sang um, for a bunch of gospel artists and then did recordings for people like Michael McDonald. Aaron Neville, or wow. Franklin. I mean, I so I got the chance to sing background for so many people that I looked up to, and it was the most amazing job. I loved it. Grateful for the platform that they gave me. Did you ever time. meet Patty LaBelle? I haven't met Patty LaBelle yet. I'm, I'm going to go way. knocking on her door next week. <laughs> <laughs> she lives down the road, you know. In I in, in do pa- that. I oh yeah, I will. I've knocked on many a celebrity's door, trust me. Patty LaBelle's manager and I really didn't get connected. So I figured I'm going to knock on, because managers sometimes ruin careers, as you will know. Uh, I want to just knock on the door when Patty answered. Listen, Patty, not for anything, but come on the show because I love you. You're my favorite, I guess, rhythm and blues singer. And uh, you got to do it. And I know Patty will say, well, how come you never contacted me? I'll say, talk to your manager. I did it with a lot of celebrities that Tippy Hedren, you know, I had a TV show out in California. I interviewed all the great celebrities of yesteryear's Hollywood. And I was at Mr. Blackwell's funeral sitting with Tippy Hedren 
And I told her, I've been trying to get you on our TV show, and I can't get through past your PR people or your PA. She said, Ron, are you crazy? I have to first I've heard about it. Well, she came on my show the next week. There you go. So be careful of your manager. Don't let your manager decide for you what's best for your career. You discuss it with them, and you say, I want to know anyone that contacts you to see me, tell me. Don't leave it up to She's got great management. I don't care who it is. Don't leave it up. Don't leave it up to your up Actually, to your we manager's should check it out. Anybody who's a celebrity with a following looking for good management, um, I'm sure the, the, the criteria to get represented is, is relatively difficult, but uh, you can go to somepeoplemanagement.com and check out Michael oh, yeah. Heitzler. How do we pronounce his last name? Heitzler. Heitzler, okay. Well, well, I guess we screwed up. What I do up. love about him is that he does definitely tell me everything that comes to him and so that I good. can make an educated decision on things, which is... So Good. awesome because it's something that's really needed. And I, I'm, well, you know, 36 years old at this point and proud of it. And um, just at a point where I definitely want to be a part of all of the, all of the decisions that are made. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I it's hope I didn't awesome. screw up. I, I hope I didn't screw up our comp seats tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know about that. <laughs> so let's go back to then, uh, like just one more idle question, and then I want to play. I want to yeah. play this because uh, we have this "Never Giving Up" song. I think is one of the greatest like songs I've heard uh, in a long time. I really, really love it. That's why I played the "You're the Reason" when you were, so people would have an introduction to you. And now I'm going to play "Never Giving Up" while you're on the phone, so we can like talk about it. Um, but real quick, do you like? Did, did you uh, did you make any like good friends when you were on American Idol? Do you still keep in touch with any of the contestants? Uh, just speak a little bit about like. Because all of you guys, many of the people have done relatively well, you know, af- after being on the show. Like, uh, like who's who's someone that you might still keep in touch with from the show? Um, most definitely uh, Jordan Sparks, who won my season. She and I um, have remained very close friends throughout all of this. We were roommates on the show, so. Oh, that's fun. awesome. We um, got really, really close, and we still are, and so... I, I would say that the ones from my season that I spend the most time with is, are Jordan, uh, Gina Bloxton, uh, Chris Richardson, Blake Lewis. Those are the people that I probably keep in touch with the very, very most. But I, I love Chris Richardson. Top 12, a lot of us still keep up with each other and make sure we know what everybody's doing. That's awesome. I mean, what a like, cause it's an experience that all of you guys went through together and it's like a life changing experience and it's awesome. Um, so I think the whole thing is, is just incredible. Um, and I like all of them. I liked almost everybody. I even like Sanjay. I know like he was the butt of a lot of jokes, you know, at the end of the whole thing. Sanjaya. Yeah. Like he was still, but he was still, he was fun and he was doing his thing and you know, you either liked it or you hated it. But, He's a uh, good kid. Like, he really is, has always been a good kid, and I yeah. love him. Yeah, it has to be fun, and, like, since it's such a, such a big experience and it has, it has given everybody so many, like, opportunities, I think it's fantastic. So now you have a new album. It came out at the end of the year. The name of the – is the whole album called You're the Reason, or is that just the title oh, track? Yeah. The whole EP is called You're the Reason, and uh, Never Giving Up is actually the first single off of it. But um, and it's got the bonus track of home on there also. So obviously, just for you, Jenny. That's uh, just uh, I. I have like five different versions of it. Like I like download them off of everywhere. I like see even the, today. I was watching uh, on your website. There's a uh, you singing the song home. I think it's from Fifty Four Below. It might have been put up from last night or yeah, something. Uh, Broadway.com came and um, 
did a mini music video of me doing home, and it was so much fun. And um, just getting me used to the space at 54 Below and, and showing what people kind of were in for when they came to the show. So I was really glad that they did that. Yeah, it was awesome. It was just super cool. I was like, what? so I've been listening to Home like 15 times today, and, uh, and I love it. And I also love this new song, Never Giving Up. So this is the title track off of uh, You're the Reason, which is uh, available, everybody, on all the digital download sites. It's on iTunes, so everybody can get it. And why don't you introduce it for us, and then we're going to play it for everybody, and then we'll come back and talk about it a little bit, and then we'll let you go get ready for the show. Um, this is a song that I actually got to co-write, and um, it means the world to me. And it's just about staying strong no matter what's going on around you and never giving up. I knew that I would have a great love story. That was when I wasn't scared to dream. I won't let a fear like that destroy me. I'm gonna believe. I turn the page to write my own love story.
Chicago, congratulations. I think that is like the most romantic, fabulous song ever. And so nice. So nice to hear a clean, high C held long. Oh, that's what you do with that when you note. Did, and when you did that, those high notes where you went up and Clean. up and up, like it was so fabulous. Like I just got goosebumps mm-hmm. on my arms. They always say, show you, that. The judges on the X Factor always say that. You, I have judges. You, I got goosebumps. You modulate very well, my darling. Oh, thank you so much. You do, you do, you do. I, I think the whole thing is fabulous. I think that the album is going to be a huge hit. Mm-hmm. I think you are a superstar, and I am you know, so glad that American Idol – uh, was a way for you to come out and for all of us to know who you are so, like, you know, everybody can, like, have the privilege of, like, owning your music because I really do think it's fabulous. Um, everybody, she's, uh, if you want to find out more, too, about Melinda Doolittle, you guys, you can follow her. She's cool on Twitter. It's at M Doolittle, D O O L I T T L E. You can also go to her website. It's MelindaDoolittle.com. And, um, uh, and and she has all kinds of cool stuff and pictures and everything and and just tell us real quick like so never giving up you helped r- write it the lyrics are so beautiful is it like you don't have to tell us what the story but is that kind of based on a on, on a you thing or is that an idea or based uh, on, how did you come up with that? It's definitely based on my story. It's a very very transparent song for me. So just um, what I was going through at the time and have gone through over the years and um, when I sat down with my producer, Trey Corley, and another writer, Jonathan Lee, they just asked me, you know, what's the journey been like? And um, when I started talking about it, at the end of my story, I said, but I'm never giving up. No matter what things look like, I will never, ever give up. And that's what, what we came up with. And I'm so glad that they gave me the room to just be that kind of transparent and say, this is what I'd like to talk about. So... And never give up, ever. I have never given up. I'm in the business since I'm 19 years old. That's a lot, a lot of decades. I've never given up. And here I am, probably approaching the end of my years, and all sorts of wonderful things are happening. Movies, television, radio. It comes, it comes when it does come. It comes like a landslide. Never give up. You're too talented. It's beautiful. Like I really do. I really think the song. I'm all about lyrics in a song, and so that's why I actually picked this one to play. I think you're the reason is beautiful, and that rap is fantastic. But the never giving up like just resonates, and I think everybody who hears it, you know, can actually identify with it. And I think that uh, it's it's a beautiful contribution, and I think you're a superstar. And we think everybody needs to go and see you at 54 Below tonight and tomorrow. You know, Wednesday night's a club night in New York. It's going to be packed tonight. Wednesday night is definitely a club night. Because I lived I in like New York. I, I'm, I'm from ready New York. for it. <laughs> oh, you, you, what is it? Is it like, is it like an arena or a night, no, it's nightclub? Like what an, is it like? It's is like it a cabaret. It's a, it's a cabaret club, so it's very, very, very intimate. I think a total of 100. Oh, I love that. I didn't think they had them in New York anymore. I, I used to go to them when I was young. And I. <clears throat> I think... I love cabaret. And it's I, I actually 54, 54 Below is where like a lot of the huge Broadway actors come Where to is perform. it exactly? I'm not familiar with it. It's oh, on 54th Avenue. It's um, between 8th Street. Avenue and Broadway. 54th Street, sorry. Between right. 8th Avenue and Broadway. Between 5th and Broadway. 8th and Broadway. 8th and Broadway. 8th and Broadway. I, okay, yeah. I, know, I know where you are because I'm a native New Yorker. I know New York inside and out. But I played cabarets years ago, but then they went out of style. And they became like Studio 54, you know, big, big, big arenas. So I'm happy that the cabaret is back because they closed the Algonquin, which was a wonderful room 
And you could have done so well at the Algonquin if it was still open. But, I know, uh, 54 Below is right below Studio 54. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Yeah, you'll be swamped tonight. Tonight's club night. Yay. Absolutely. Um, well, I think it's fantastic. Everybody needs to go see you, and everybody needs to go out and buy the album, you guys. It's on iTunes. Get it. The name of the album is You're the Reason. Follow Melinda on Twitter at MDoolittle, and um, uh, your manager just sent me home as an MP3. Thank you very much, Michael. And we want to thank Michael Heitzler for setting this interview up, and also um, uh, Some People Management is the name of the, his, his management company. Wait, wait, wait. Hold it. He, he sent you a thank you for whatever, but didn't say you're comped. <laughs> I guess I did blow it. <laughs> T- text, text him back and say, does that... It wasn't that, a text, th- it was an email. I'll send the email back. Does but that, if he sends an email that we're comp, then we're go No, go. just send it to him. Say, thank you for the thank you, but are we comp? <laughs> you know, you got to... Melinda... It's a, it's a small, Melinda, intimate place. They probably sold Melinda, out Melinda, let me teach you something in this business. Be pushy. You're allowed. <laughs> because if you don't push, honey, you ain't going anywhere. She's got him to push for her. No, she's going to push with her voice and her talent. And she's beautifully spoken and she's interesting and she's intelligent. She's not a jerk. So, you know, push, push, honey. Push, push. Either way, if I get an email, go. And if not, we won't. Either way, way, I I really do. I'm so so happy to have you on the show. I really do. I'm I'm a big fan. Anytime you have anything to promote, we'd love to bring you back. Uh, Anytime you have anything you want, tweet it out. I have a lot of Twitter followers. If you put my name at the end of it, if you want people to see it, I'll always retweet it for you. Anything I can do to help with you in your career. Uh, And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And good luck tonight and tomorrow night. And with everything that you do, we really do think I, I really do think you're just a fantastic talent. I love your voice. I love your music, and I know I'm going to be hearing a lot of you on my radio soon. There you go. Thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, thanks, Melinda. You. Thanks, thanks, Michael. Have a good one. Have a great show. We'll talk to yes, you later. Thank, Bye. Thank you, Michael. Wonderful Michael. Best manager in the world. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Who I love and adore, Michael. He's wonderful. Everybody should work have it. for a manager. Work Jimmy, uh, yeah, work did, he, did, he, did he email you, Jimmy? No. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye, Bye thank honey. You. Thank you, Melinda. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. sweetie. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. She's so nice, Jimmy. She's just fabulous, and she really is. And uh, I love that first song. That first song was fabulous. That's my favorite. Out of the two, two, second one was good, but the first one was great. Absolutely. I, I love the way it opened. I, I thought I was back in some old 1945 movie with Glenn Miller. Absolutely. I, I think it's just fantastic. We want to give a shout out to everybody's in the chat room. Deirdre's in the chat room. She's calling in a minute. And, uh, uh, I think what we're gonna do is uh, play another song because I got four songs I want to like play for the show. They're all, excuse me, out now. Uh, everybody yeah. liked this one a lot last week. I got so many emails for "Marry Me" by by Randy Gill. He's a newly signed Spectrum right. Music Group artist. The song is really really good. And uh, so, Chad, how about can we get that one ready? Ready, Jimbo. And if I'm not on the screen, folks, I'm getting another lemonade because my throat is starting to burn from whatever ails me. So, everybody, this is uh, this is this is Randy Gill's "Marry Me." I look at 
you, I'm thinking I'm a lucky man to find someone who knows and understands me. When times get hard, you made it easy. Never letting go, baby girl, you held on tight. I told you to leave, you stood your ground, you told me no. Looked in my eyes and said you're never letting go. Baby, I was blind, but now I see. You're the only one I want and all I'll ever need. I love you more than I did yesterday, baby. I look at you, I'm thankful every day. This be true to love someone as much as they loved you. Then you came around, you showed me how. Always by my side, never letting me down. Please wear my ring, say you be I'm in love with you, deep in love with you. Say you'll be my wife. Say you'll marry me. I love you more than I did yesterday, baby. I love you, baby. I can't wait to see you face. When I'm down on bending knee, asking where you married me. I love you more than I did yesterday, baby. See, I've been waiting for this day, baby. I'm thankful every day.
everybody. That's Marry Me by Randy Gale. And we want to give a shout out that, yes, Ron and I are going to, to uh, 54 Below tonight to see Melinda Doolittle. And, his man- and her fabulous and, manager is awesome. And he's- and his manager said, flattery will get you everywhere or nowhere? Nowhere. Flattery <laughs> will get you nowhere. But that's not true because look where it got us. We got comped to go to this wonderful nightclub tonight, Cabaret. To see a fantastic performer. To hear this wonderful voice and to meet her. Lots of pictures from my Facebook, so folks that follow me on Facebook, come on in tomorrow. Big story. I have another story I want to tell you about. You know, I always talk about BNGB. She's my new sweetheart. I love her so much. I love her voice. I love her music. I love her children. I love her friends. Um, so I'm just, you know, so into NGB. And I'm driving the car the other day because it was 69 degrees here. I had all the windows down, and I'm stopped in traffic. And there's a bus stop to my right, and I've got Angie's song, Love, blasting out of the windows. And now I sing along with it. I think I'm Angie B. So these four or five girls were waiting at the bus stop. And one girl yelled in. She said, who's that singing? I said, B, Angie B. Then the other girl said, what's the name of the song? And I said, it's called Love. But it's not out yet. It'll be out in a couple of weeks. I said to the big mama, it was a very heavy set woman. I said, do you like the song? She said, I'm swaying, ain't I? Oh, I started to laugh. I thought, what wonderful remarks, you know, people say in the Northeast. We just have a sense of humor that, that goes all over the world, but nobody can duplicate it. Anyway, that's about that song, which is a beautiful song, and it will be out soon. And I'm going to play it all the time on this show because I love it. And for those of you who are in love, it's a song to fall in love to or be with somebody to love. The lyrics are everything that you want to say to someone you love. In fact, Jimmy and I are using it as our wedding song when we have our wedding party in Florida next year. Absolutely. And Angie's coming to sing it, you know, live at, at the party. So it's going to be quite a, a, an occasion. Anyway, this girl is terrific that we just had on. I really Melinda like her. Melinda, isn't she good? Absolutely. Nice voice, and she can sing. She can hold a note, thank God, for a change. Absolutely. Instead of, instead of these broads that can't hold a note, and they sound like they're goggling. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, she hides, She hits those high C's like a, a violin. I listened for that. You know, I'm from the Peggy Lee generation, and in the days when people really could sing, I mean, Rosemary Clooney, these people had great, that's George Clooney's aunt, these people had great voices, you know, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, you know, good singers, without all the equipment of today to camouflage their voice and make it sound better. They sang in what is called a clean mic. <clears throat> as yeah. what Angie B does, she sings in a clean mic too. Absolutely. When you have a voice, you can. A lot of the performers from the '90s that Jimmy has, you know, rediscovered, or discovered, uh, rediscovered, I guess. No, discovered. Which is it? Rediscovered. Redis- well, re- a lot of people who are famous in the '90s <laughs> were, were re- rediscovered. So that's correct. They're making comebacks, and, and they're it, all coming back. And the beautiful part about those uh, performers, they didn't have the acoustic equipment we have today. So in order for them to sell a couple of million records, they had to have had voices, and they had to have been able to sing beautifully. And now there's a resurgence of them. They're coming back, and they're doing the old music with the new technique of today, and I love it. It's fantastic, because the music of the 80s and 90s was fabulous music. Nothing like Donna Summer's disco and Patti LaBelle's On My Own. I mean, all those songs are just... To this Which day, she said she she um what? she said she did she was a backup background singer for Michael McDonald. He's I the love one who Mike, sings. He did it with Patty LaBelle. LaBelle. He did on my own with her. I mean, there's so many great songs of that era that have been dumped 
now these re resurgence of singers are bringing them back with today's technique. So we're going to enjoy those songs a second time the way we love them in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Absolutely. I, I go that far back as a teenager. So in the 60s, I, late 60s, I know their music, 70s, and the 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010. My God, am I old. <laughs> <laughs> I've been shooting through decades. Oh, jeez. What she wins. I'm really old, Jimmy. I think that's hilarious. Whoa. What's up, chat room? I hope everybody's doing well. If you're just tuning in now, you can hit the ITV button at the top of your screen and see Ron and I. We're, like, waving at you. <laughs> Uh, when I mentioned too, like last week, lots of good new music came out. Um, but one of the albums that we're super promoting is is our sexy bitch dance song "Pointless" yeah. by Orlando Napier, and his complete album "L.A. Rhapsody" is out and available now. We also have your show by Chris Starr, and uh, we're gonna play your show by Chris Starr uh, for you guys now. When we come back uh, after playing the show, I think Deirdre will be calling in. And "Pointless," by the way, is on my Facebook page now. Go to Ron Russell's show on Facebook. You can click on it, and you can hear uh, "Pointless." And 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 the, the the video is with it, and it's a great, great video and song. One of my favorites, and also my you know my puppet doll. My uh, what's it, what's it, what's it called? Ladies and RuPaul. gentlemen, RuPaul dolls. Deidre Sarego's on the line. No, okay. she's already calling in already. Okay, hey Deidre, what's <laughs> up? Hello, everybody. I'm calling from the uh, streets of New Orleans because my apartment. Um, I don't get any reception inside my my marble hmm. like jail cell. So I have to, <laughs> I hate sprint. So I have to um, walk around the city so I can get some reception so I can actually call in. There you go. <laughs> well, you made it happen, everybody. Deirdre Serego, our Hollywood vixen. Give a shout out. I know you were in the chat room. Give a shout out to the chat room. Yes. Hello, chat room. I was in the chat room earlier, but now I'm not near a computer. So you're just going to have to listen to my lovely voice as I talk to you all. I miss, miss you, you guys. I miss your voice. I miss your voice. Aww. Do you miss my voice? I do miss your voice. I don't like it that your voice is so scratchy. We have to get you throat lozenges or figure out what's going well, on. Well, because I've been sick, honey. I mean, this stupid stomach virus that we just got. When I was in Florida, my body was so happy, and now it's punishing me for coming back to the Northeast. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's me, and now Jimmy's got it, and tonight we're going clubbing, so tomorrow I'm going to be a friggin' mess. My oh, Lord. Okay. I'll try to go oh. higher. With my voice. So now, Honey Bun, tell me exactly every single thing that's happened to you since the minute you arrived. Are in you having fun? New Orleans. Shut <laughs> I up. I'm having asking, fun. I'm asking daddy questions. Shut know, up. But you're not, she's not daddy right now. Wait, <laughs> did you meet a guy? No, I have not met a guy. I, I, I'm not going to meet a guy because I'm, I'm here to focus on work. I'm not here to focus on so love. What if, if what love if a gorgeous, so what if a gorgeous young guy wants to go on a date with you? You're going to say no? No, he can ask me on a date, but I'm certainly not going to go out there and, and make it. I'm not going to put any effort to it. If it happens, it well, happens great. What if all, he falls all my in, effort goes to filmmaking. Wait, wait, wait. What if he falls in love with you and asks you to marry him? Well, then, I'll, then if he falls in love with me and asks me to marry him, then I will do so. But right now, I am, you know. And I'm then you'll give me a grandchild. Sure. Oh, get over <laughs> all that. Let's just go back to. Oh, <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Wow. I mean, get married. You, I, you don't even have to get married. Just give me a grandchild. Let's get oh. with the, the 2014. Nobody gets married anymore. Oh, Lord. No, only Jimmy and I. Only Jimmy and I. Marriage is overrated. It's for, it only works for those. Um, well, I, I've just been trying to find a lot of work. I worked on D-Train for a hot minute with Jack Black and James Morrison. How's Jack was, Black? Is Jack Black nice? Jack, um, Jack Black's very nice. He is 
strange in a sense that, well, I mean, not strange in a bad way, but it's kind of funky when we're in between takes, because everybody knows Jack Black is a singer, and he's got the Tenacious D band, and that's like his second love in addition to acting. So it's really funny. So when, when, when we're in between takes, he sings. So he'll just kind of walk around set, like chit chat with people, and he's like, and he just busts out in like, like tunes. It's really awesome. So when you're there, you get like, not only do you get to see him act, you also get like a musical performance with it. So it's kind of cool. So it's kind of like a music video. <laughs> Does it look like it's going to be a good movie? I don't know. You know, I mean, I was only in one scene, so um, I don't know what really the whole concept of the movie is. I didn't read the script or anything. <laughs> right. About a bunch of high school reunion, 10-year reunion, everybody gets back together. and uh, You're playing a high school girl? Facebook. Yeah, I played one of the high school reunion girls. But, um, <laughs> with his shut up. A high school reunion girl. Oh, reunion girl. Yeah. Not a high school I'm 20, girl. I'm 28 years old. Excuse me. I'm 28 years old. I, you know, I play a 28 year old. And the that's film not a far stretch. 28. Right. And I'm only 29, so that's really not a bad, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, well, I'm absolutely. 50. I'm 50. Let's do the math. Let's do the math. <laughs> well, I figured now that we're all liars, I'm going to jump on, jump on so, the acting bandwagon. Anyway, got any dirt on what's going on in Hollywood? Um, well, I've got a little bit of dirt. Um, I Let's mean, hear it's it. not really, not really dirt, dirt, but well, I, we found out how much Charlie Sheen is supposed to be paying, um, Denise Richards, $55,000 a month for his children. That's wow. a lot of money. Yeah. How 55 much? grand. $55,000 a month. $55,000 a month? Five, five. Yeah. Oh my. For child what, support. Is, what did she have? A jewel box? <laughs> no, she apparently, has two kids. He, apparently oh, well, he the to kids are worth by... twenty five grand each. Come on, who raises yeah. kids on twenty five grand? I each? bet somebody does. Okay. That's ridiculous. Well, apparently, he, apparently she does. Apparently, he wanted to stop by unannounced um, for an unauthorized visit at Christmas time to see the girl. And this is law alleged, of course. She said no, and so he's not. He's refused to pay child support for like January and February, and now I believe March. Um, so she's going to possibly take into court for it and, and whatever. But everybody's mouths just pretty, pretty much dropped when we heard $55,000 a month. For, yeah, for but doesn't she know denying, denying your children of a parent is not good? It's not good for the children. Yeah, but we also don't know. We also know Charlie Sheen and, and his behavior. We don't know what's going on with him personally and their dynamics. So, you know, we don't know if her decisions are, are proper ones or not. You know, I mean, it, it, it's for the best interest of the children for whatever reason she feels that unannounced visits are not in the best interest she's not denying him she said she said he can schedule i have to be there but she just can't stop over at the house one day at 3 a you know 3 in the afternoon un unannounced and expect to see his kids you know whatever it is what it is if they're 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 divorced if their relationship if their family dynamic for fifty five thousand know. a month she could give him that little bit of joy I agree. As long as he comes sober and she's available or somebody yeah. is available, there's nothing. And, and Deirdre, but, you lived in Beverly Hills. You know what it's like. I mean, you grow up very fast there. And if she thinks yeah. her children are not going to meet Charlie's doubles as they grow up, she's crazy. Everybody in, in Beverly Hills or L.A. or Hollywood's like Charlie to some oh, yeah. degree. Right? Well, yeah, not all, but majority of them. Turn to out. some degree. I mean, look at your buddy Angelina Jolie or Angie Voigt. She pulled out of a lot of crap and yeah, became a did. successful date, right? You knew her when yeah. she was going through a lot of nasty stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she had her hard times growing up. You know, she, she was rebellious, but Angie turned out to be a very remarkable woman. You know, she's she, fascinating. Uh, she, I love her. She, you know what it is? She fought her demons <clears throat> and she's still fighting them because we always have demons 
all throughout our lives. But, uh, right. you know, I'm proud of her. But, um, so, uh, Kate Gosselin, just when you thought you could get rid of her. And her oh, my gosh. Okay, what's going on with her? Oh, God. Well, we all know that, you know, she's kind of the same whore, in my opinion. That is my opinion only. Um, she's trying to get back on TV with those 9 million children. She's like Optomom. She just won't go away. But, yeah, so allegedly she's in talks with the network, and she's trying to pitch shows about her and her children. John Gosselin will not be on the show because we all know how he feels. He likes to contraire his ex-wife, so anything she says, yay, he says nay. Right. So that should be an interesting little debate over the next couple of months to see. Is it a reality uh, show? A reality show? Oh, of course it's a reality show. It's so it'll be, like, it'll be like the Kardashians, all kinds of junk. Exactly. It'll be like, like those Jersey like housewife creatures. Right. Oh, speaking of which, um, Dancing with Stars, everybody is, is not liking the, uh, I guess, the contestants. You've got Nini on there. You've got Candace, Cameron, Burke, Byrne, whatever, Burr. She's refusing to wear any scantily clad outfits. She's, a, she's um, super religious. She's a Christian. Yes. Yeah, she's super so religious. She's, well, get the hell out of the business. The Bible. <laughs> go, go sell Bibles. Get out of Hollywood. Why are you on Dancing with Stars where you have to wear dancers, you know, costumes, which are usually, you know, scantily clad outfits, and you're sexy, you're dancing sexy? I mean, you know, now's not the time well, to, to pull. It's inappropriate. Some of these <laughs> Christians I, just I've push lost it all to interest, though, in the Dancing with the Stars anyway. I don't like, watch I've like I've kind of, like, lost interest in the whole thing. I don't know. It's just I'm not... Over it. Yeah, and like you know I what? can't they don't watch really get it. Big stars and you know and what? We all know who, who's going to win. It's going to be the girl that doesn't have legs that has the the fake legs. So we already okay. know that they, you know everybody's going towards that thing. It's amazing how people don't vote on talent; they vote on political no. issues or sympathy. They vote on likability. It's all it's all about marketing, and it's all about likability. <clears throat> if you are That's marketable and you are likable. You will be successful at selling pies on a street corner. That's all the people, though. That's, that's all the reality show people are yeah. like that. I yeah. know, but what about if somebody? Look, I mean, there were a few dancers on those shows years past that were phenomenal. I oh, didn't yeah. win, and and like like whoever thought that what's his name would win, Donny Osmond. Give me a break. Yeah, he danced how like about, a wooden puppet. How about the English singer, the beautiful blonde girl? God, Gorgeous. I her name. The opera singer. She's Catherine, she's Catherine, a, something. Catherine I tried something. to get Catherine so Jenkins. I tried to get her on the radio show a couple, like a year ago. Aww, she was she, she was, was better great. than the pros, better than the pros. She was but no, but nobody knows her here. Yeah, it's a popularity yeah. contest. And look at when Cher Bono was on. Uh, you know, not Chaz. Cher. I'm sorry, Chaz. Chaz, Chaz Bono. When yeah. she was she was trying to look he, like a man and act he, like a man. He, and, it's a he. He's a he. Now. He's not he a he. Is. He is. He had he surgery. Yes, he had the sex change. Oh, then he, he, he became now you have to call him a hey. No, meanwhile, a, meanwhile, the cutest little couple in Hollywood that everybody's talking about, which we all knew, Sebastian Kutcher and Mila Kunis. They're so cute. Everybody knows they are officially engaged. But he's so cute, Ashton. He went all proper and actually went to her father and asked her father for permission. How cute is that? It's fabulous. Well, I expect your fiance to call. do that with me. Your boyfriend's huh? going to have to come and ask me for permission. Yeah, I know. Ryan is going to have to come ask you for permission. To marry <laughs> and I'm going to have to say to him, yes, and you'll stay here under lock and key and arm guard until the day you marry my daughter. So there's no slip ups. 
You know what's funny about the whole thing is that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis were both on that 70s show, you know, and they were friends or whatever, and then separated for many years, and they both went and became huge, even really big stars, you know, and now they're like back together. So it's like what, you know, it's like six degrees of separation, comes around, goes around. Uh, The whole thing is like really cool, and she is gorgeous. You know her. She's the one who plays the girlfriend in Ted. About the teddy yeah. bear. Oh, she's, I love her. She's the one who plays the girlfriend. Yeah, she's, and nice. she's just gorgeous. And she I, was in Black Swan. I saw her outside of an IHOP many years ago, the IHOP in West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard by Barney Scenery. I was walking out, me and Nick were walking out of IHOP, and this is when she was dating Macaulay Culkin. And she was sitting outside um, with Macaulay Culkin. Uh, I think they were having a cigarette or something. And she was very, very pretty in real life, very naturally pretty. She didn't have a whole lot of makeup on because she was just like regular self, you know, going to breakfast with your boyfriend. And um, she was very I like pretty, that look the best. Right. Yeah. Deirdre, I text messaged you. Did you get it? About, I, yes, I, think I saw was... that about, about, about Paul Logan. Paul Logan Paul... and I are, are now friends on Facebook. He's a stuntman. Oh, he's a st- but he's gorgeous yeah. and he has beautiful yeah, body. And he's in, but he's married. But he's, I mean, oh. good for him, but bad for you. You would have gone for him. I met him at Silver Spoon. He was talking to Robert Forster at the next oh. table. And we all started chatting. And he's a delightful guy. He's really very handsome and, and beautifully built. Yeah, he it's, is very handsome. And a beautiful if- personality. He's just the most sweetest, kindest guy. Hook up with him just to be buddies. Yeah, he's only. He, I don't think he lives in in New Orleans. No, he's, he's filming. Just, he's filming. He lives in L.A. He's yeah. filming in New Orleans because he's on my Facebook page, and he said he was doing a movie in New Orleans. And I said, "Well, then look up my daughter, Deirdre Serego." So I don't know if he's looking you up or you look him up, but try to get in touch. Maybe you can okay. get on his film with him. Maybe he does a lot of indies. He's very famous, Jimmy said, in indies. Right, Jim? Oh, he, uh, he's not very famous in indies, but he's done a lot of indies. He does a lot work- of. He was in like like uh, Mega Piranha with Tiffany and like so he does like really crappy movies but like he's working a lot so eventually you know he'll it'll get better I'm sure. Oh, you know what I saw? I saw what? Veronica Mars the movie, Jimmy. Oh, that's what I want to know about. I saw that you saw. Okay, what? that's like what? my what? favorite. What? 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 Veronica Mars I... the movie. Is it any good? Please don't bust my bubble. Um, it's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it's okay. Um. I like the ending part, which I won't tell you about, but, um, but, uh, th- yeah, it was okay. It wasn't bad by any means. It wasn't awesome. It was good. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was nice to see Veronica Mars back, back in action. Um, did you, did you used to watch the television show? Yes. Yes, I did. One yes, of my I all-time did. top ten favorite like TV shows, Veronica Mars. Everybody who's listening, she has a new movie in it. It takes place like ten years later or something, exactly. like when she's out of high school. I read about it. Is is most of the original cast there? I love that guy, uh, Jason Doring, the guy who plays yes. the bad guy, and I love Weevil. Weevil. Yes, yes. Weevil is back. Um, oh God, now I'm forgetting the character names. Um, her two best friends, the girl and the and, and the black guy. Uh, M. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're back. Logan comes back. Logan, obviously. that's the one I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, Logan. Um, um, Ritter's part. Oh God, what's her name in the in the in the show? In the oh God, I'm having. What about is the dead girl in Eva, it? Eva. Eva. No, name? no, she's not in it. Um, Amanda Seyfried. She doesn't come she's back at all. Um, yeah, it was nice to see the reunion of the cast. It was nice to see them ten years later. You know. They let you know what everybody's kind of been doing over the past 10 years. Um, 
the plot was okay. You know, it could have been a little bit better, but I was, but, but I enjoyed it. It was a nice throwback. You know, they raised all the money for that movie on like Kickstarter or one of those things. They tried yeah, to raise a million dollars, and I think they raised six million or something. Did you see and I it in tell a? Tell you, it was shot well. Did you see it in a screening room, or is it a no release? No, it's not released yet. So you saw it in private screening. Well, I didn't say it in a private screening, but I got a copy. Um, it's not been released in theaters yet. I don't know if it's going. Actually, it's according because I went on the internet before I, I didn't even know we were going to talk about this. But like I went online and it said it's out for limited li- release right now. It started on Friday in a limited release, oh, okay. and you can it's also go on to Comcast or like on the different cable things, and you can like pay you know money to see it immediately now on Comcast, like on the cable thing on on demand. Oh, on demand. Okay. Yeah, but because I, it's not in it's not in theaters in New Orleans yet. So. But I yeah, would I love mean, if we could get the cast, some of those cast members on the show. I would like love it. I like. Why I just, not? It's my favorite freaking like teeny bopper show. I love it. Why not? Hey, Deirdre, did you hear my good news? No, what? I'm cast in a reality show, the no BNG, the BNGB TV show. I'm one of the people that is going to be a regular on their show. We oh, shoot, we shoot in Atlanta soon. Isn't that great? Oh, hasn't been picked up yet, though, so you shouldn't tell people that until we actually See, get picked up so by the jealous. network. See, he gets so jealous. Jimmy gets so I'm jealous. I'm on it, too. I'm not jealous. No, you're not on it. You're in it for like a second. I am on it. You're not a cast member every too. week. No, you're not. Ask Angie. You're not, you're not a cast member. Anyway, yes, I am. No, and, you're not. Uh, you, you, I'm putting the whole thing together. And... You, you get a one-shot deal. No, it's not. Yeah, they see you for a second. You're not a cast member, I'm telling you. I am too. No, you're not. I have the treatment. You don't even have it. I didn't give it to you. I just told you you're a regular cast member. You won't member. give me the treatment because you know damn well I'll me. run away with it. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. Anyway, we are going to be uh, – Ron is going to become the next biggest world-famous reality show star ever. He's going to be on this show. They're going to love him so much. He'll probably get a spinoff show. It's awesome. Probably. I think that it's fa- fabulous. And, I'll, and I will be producing it, and once we get it, uh, you will be – You'll somehow like get involved somehow as as the Hollywood vixen, not as the daughter. <laughs> no, we'll just have one of our scream fests, throwing things and yelling at <laughs> no, each other. No, that would make no, the no. Jersey housewives look like nuns. Well, I'll tell you one thing: you'll probably you'll be able to see me on, and that's the No Prop H campaign. Um, Are you April really? 5th, yeah, April fifth. I'm going to be photographed. Um, Adam Bruska is the photographer that does all of the uh, celebrities and everybody for the No H. Has everybody seen the people, all the celebrities and everybody in, in white, and they have the tape over their mouth, and it yeah. says on their cheek, no, no H8? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing that April 5th here in the Actually, Orleans. the no H8 thing stands for no hate, too, because like, it's oh, no it hate, does? the proposition. Yeah, so like that, because uh, like, the guy who actually started that whole thing follows me on Twitter. You mean like hate crimes? Oh. No, hate like against gay people. Like, oh, well, shit. And against yeah. Prop 8. Heck yeah. So I will That's be doing prop that. Eight. It's against Proposition well, 8. What's, prop, what's Proposition 8 doing now? Fill uh, me in. Prop, proposition 8, I believe, was, was overturned. Yeah, I know. So what are they doing with it now? I mean, it's a dead issue. Well, it's, no, it's not a dead issue because it's popping up in other cities right now. So it's still an ongoing campaign because there are still cities and states that are trying to, to put forth bills that will take away and restrict rights of gay people. So. Right, it's a losing battle. They're going to eventually, you know, join the forces. It happened with black people. It happened with Jewish people. But this is happening all over the place, and they're getting all the biggest stars in the yeah, world no, to do it. It's going to stop. Yeah. As the young people start Actually, to, that's a really cool thing, though, that like, you wait, get to do it. Let me make my little yeah, statement. So. As, as the young people today, children in their early teens, 
grow up. And when they start to vote, they will vote for it. It's just the old bags and those weirdo Christians that want to start trouble and hate everybody. You know, the Christians are supposed to love everybody so much. Meanwhile, they hate more than anybody hates. Not all. Not all. My sister is a Christian and Jimmy's sister is a Christian. They don't hate. But there's many that don't. But there are some weird groups that really do. But it will be. But you're all- missing the cool part of the whole thing. No, I understand what they're doing. They're doing the precursor to what the event will be. And the event will be where it will be all over the United States. No, it's to where- bring awareness to it. But that's, you're still missing the point. What's the point? The point is you've got the biggest Hollywood celebrities on the it. planet I doing it, it. And they're also doing Deirdre. I, I got that too. <laughs> I got that too. That's awesome, Deirdre. Like, I can't wait. I'll promote the shit all over the place. <laughs> You know, yeah, so, I, so once I'm, I get the copy of it, so I'm excited that, that I get to join that campaign and that, uh, you know, that I get to actually have, you know, my political views be stamped to be a, a photograph for everybody to see. You know, I'm actually honored to do it, and it's something that I'm proud to do and excited to do and stand by 100%. And it's so a big deal because really the people that are in that are like the biggest stars. You know, yeah. take away well, George Clooney, Brad Pitt. It's kind of like an honor. It's pretty cool. Well, you, I mean, you, like you, a lot should, of people you should be there. Just wear false eyelashes and heavy eye makeup. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> your beautiful eyes are expressive. And when you talk, your eyes have to express what you're yeah. saying. She won't so be talking. So she'll wear she's just false, a picture. Wear false eyelashes. Are you not talking? No, it's just a picture. I thought it was a political view she no. was discussing. No, no, I'm saying that's fine. No, 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 no. All it is, it's just they, they take a picture of you. They... They, you have to wear white, and you're in a, you're against a white background, and they write um, no H8 on your cheek, and then they put masking tape over your mouth, and then you have to make a pose. That's and they're going to put tape it. over your mouth? Yeah. So do put eyelashes on and build up those eyes. Now your mouth's oh, not yeah. showing. Big oh, yeah. eyes, okay. heavy, heavy eye makeup. Here, yeah. it's this. What is it? Who's that? That's the star of Teen Wolf. And then, and she, these are all. Oh, I see. Everybody's got tape it, on them. They have tape on the mountain. They yeah. put no, no hate on your face like yeah. this. And it's the biggest people from the biggest TV and yeah. movies out yeah. there now yeah. getting to do it. And now Deirdre yeah. gets to do it. Def- we had Sarah Adderith, that singer. She, she got to definitely, do it too. Definitely, definitely, tremendously heavy eye makeup. Oh yeah. Here's, here's Annie Lennox got to do it. It'll be so yeah. cool. You can be like, I'm in the no hate campaign with, with Annie Lennox and the chick from Teen Wolf, and like all yeah, these cool. How'd you, like, the, how'd you get? How'd you get? How'd you get and Liza this? Minnelli? Oh, they should put tape across the whole face. It. She looks like hell. <laughs> that facelift that Liza Minnelli got, I didn't even know oh, it was God. her. I thought she was oh. a frog. She looks like a frog. Terrible. Oh, Why these movie stars the do that? It was Ugh. horrible. Oh, Why they do this like to themselves, scary. I'll never know. I don't know. It's terrible. They really, but, um, look, look at Goldie There's Horn. Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson did it, too. He's the star of uh, he's the star of the Hunger Games. Oh, good! So Deirdre's picture is going to be there with all of those. Deirdre, like, we'll make a cool collage when you get yeah. it done of you in between like all these like yeah. people. Good PR. Awesome. It'll be that great PR for good you to PR. like go and like use it as part of your reel. Right. <laughs> fun, fun. There you go. Definitely good PR. Keep us posted on what's going on. So, what's your next movie, baby? I don't know. I don't have anything lined up right now. So, what's, what's um, filming? What's filming there? There's a lot of stuff filming. Well, D-Train is still filming. I think Midnight Special is still filming. They're gearing up to do, um, oh, God, what's the one with Will Ferrell? They're actually filming it right now with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. I forgot what it's called. Uh, Best of Me, I think it's called. Oh, that's a cool um, one. Yeah, and then uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is coming here. They just shot NCIS um, the last week I was there, they were uh, filming in the street. So I went over to that set and was just hanging out, talking to people. 
saw Scott Bakula and Mark Harmon. Um, so we're going to hopefully see if NCIS New Orleans gets picked up, because if they do, a lot of the interior will be shot in L.A., but they will be uh, shooting also some interior and all exterior here in New Orleans. Right, so, you know, that's how they did CSI Miami, you know, when we were all in Florida. Like, they would, like, just yeah. go and shoot some stuff. Not a whole lot, but that's just funny. Right. Yeah, for our yeah. radio listeners that don't know what it's all about, Deirdre was well-known in California. She knew the producers, directors, and she could, you know, make her way through films. But now she's moved to New Orleans not knowing anyone. So now she's got to network herself, get herself out in the public so that the directors, producers, film people see her, like her, and give her work. My hat's off All to you, All they got to do is see you. Once wait, they see wait, you, they'll I, love I'm you. praising my good daughter. I give, my hat's off to you, honey, because you have no fear. You up and left and went someplace that you've never been before to do a job that you love to do. I'm so proud of you. Well, yeah, and if this and if and if New Orleans dies down and New Orleans doesn't work, then the next stop is Atlanta because Atlanta's blowing up with film too. You know, it's I'm, so funny. I'm doing a film so, in Atlanta. You're in it too. Oh, good. It's so funny because one of the one of the um, uh, director producer of uh, a film that that Ryan Reynolds was doing, and he was interviewing Ryan Reynolds, and they're both saying how you know as actors we're nomads. We we go where the work is. And it's true because they were saying, you know, Ryan, you've been in, because Ryan's been here for, in New Orleans for like almost a year because he had like two or three movies back to back that was shooting here in New Orleans. So, and it's just like, and it's just like he said, you know, we're nomads. You go where the work is. And well, that's just, if all goes well, is. if all goes well with the deal, some very big money people are from Atlanta and they insist on the film being shot in Atlanta. They don't like their money leaving the state. So that's the heads up that we may be in in uh, pre-production soon and filming maybe in about three months, which is wonderful. Right. Yeah, that'd be great. Although Atlanta in August isn't so wonderful. No, nor is New Orleans. I mean, everyone's told me that Hot it's and humid and like terrible. brutally disgusting. You know me, I hate humidity. I'm a snow girl. I would much prefer the north. Well, I, worse than Florida because, heat, you know, but. Florida has breezes that go over the peninsula from the yeah. ocean to the, to the sea, but New to Orleans, the Gulf. But New Orleans being on the coast, it's so strange, even though it, it's, a, it's a crescent city and it's based on the, it's right there in the water, we don't have a breeze come summertime. No, it bottlenecks. So it's, yeah, it's stifling, it's stifling hot. So, I know that. But, I think it's awesome. Say. What about, like, did, we, did you say Jurassic Park is filming there? Yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park is filming like, I love those Jurassic Park movies. I love those Jurassic yeah. Park movies. I think they're freaking phenomenal. I just they're think they're fun. absolutely famous. Also, too, next week we're going to have uh, uh Andrew DeLeon, like, do you ever watch America's Got Talent? No. Okay, you're going to look him up, because, like, it's going to be so much fun. He looks like he's in Marilyn Manson, except for that. Oh, wow. He went to Americans, America's Got Talent, and he auditioned last season, and he started singing, and he sang opera, and he was a huge oh, hit. wow. I'm Great. very excited. And we also have the semifinalists of Britain's Got Talent coming on in two weeks. So, like, we got some really cool, fantastic reality show successes getting ready to come on and and if you meet any cool people down there we want to get them on too or yeah. if you meet any uh, veronica mars people i don't know i don't know why i'm so into that veronica mars i've actually been sitting here as i'm working at my desk i've been watching review reruns of like season one <laughs> but deirdre if you can if you can track down paul interview him like in the weeks to come on our show okay i'll try i'd also like to try to get a hold of van right now that i'm down here absolutely yeah, go oh on, go on, go on. ah no, Here no. I have some late. I have some late breaking news. Anne Rice is. Um, she, there's going to be another movie for um, the second in, um, installment of. Uh, oh my God, 
my brain. What was the movie with Brad Pitt and... Oh, Interview uh, with the Vampire. Tom? Yes, yes. The second one, it's called The Prince of Something. Um, yeah, they're making that into a movie. Uh, Anne Rice wants to try to, you know, have, as, I guess, as much creative control or influence or whatever. And it's going to be shot here in New Orleans. Don't know oh, when. That's don't know what's going on with it. Yeah, exactly. Should, I need to get, get in on in that, that desperately. Yeah, that's I would love that. You. I used to see if that she's not on Twitter, you should just find out where she lives and go knock on her she door. She lives a couple of blocks from Deirdre. Just, she does. <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know where she lives. I have where to find where does Angie lives. Angie Voigt or Angelina Jolie? Where does she live? Angie lives right here in the quarter. Anne Rice doesn't live in the quarter. I know she lives outside. She might live um, like in the Garden District. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so much fun. Go knock I think on Angie's awesome. door. Leave a note on Angie's door to see you. <laughs> oh, she's never there. Like you, get yeah, right. the door. you can't get to a yeah. door at her house anyway. You yeah. have to go through people to get her. If she's yeah, not there, there's just a door. I'm going to ring Patty LaBelle's bell next week. I know, but Patty LaBelle and Angelina Jolie are like not are on the on same. Are on different levels. <laughs> yeah, it's a no, 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 pa- different Patty level. LaBelle once was as famous as Angie. And I know, team. but yeah, it always goes with how famous they are now. It would be like the equivalent of trying to like knock on One Direction's door. And you can't Never knock happened. on people's door when you don't know them. That's like, if I was a big celebrity and somebody knocked on my I'd be like, I'm sorry, who the hell are you? Why are you knocking on my door? if like, you're in the business, if you're, if you're an audience. No, if you're matter. in the business so and you want to, no, if you're in the business and you want to talk to them. That's a little too pushy. No, yeah, well, that's what I do. <laughs> that's okay, how, well, when we go how, visit how do you, Andrew, think, you can go knock on the door. How do you, how do you think <laughs> I got all my stars on Set the Record Straight when I did TV in L.A.? I went after my stars. I had the biggest stars that Hollywood ever saw. I mean, I had major, major yeah, legends. You didn't knock on their doors. You either were happened to be in the same room with them, so it was you know it was acceptable to go up to them, or or you became friends with their, their manager and asked their manager or somebody. Oh knew no! When I made friends with you Jane didn't Russell, Ding Dong. Oh, well, I, I almost well with Jane Russell. Well, the first time I met her, she was appearing somewhere, and I walked up to her and I said, right. "But that's and I normal." Said, that's, That's normal. normal. That's how you would normally well, do it. Yeah. What's, what's the difference if you ring a bell or you meet them in the Listen. club? First of all, you've got to get through I the security saw, to ring the bell. <laughs> if, I saw, if I saw Ryan Gosling at a party, you don't think for one second I would go up to him and strike a conversation? Yes. Am I going to go ring his doorbell? No. You might. He, he would think I'm crazy, psycho, strange, and a stalker, and I would have to agree with him. You know, but if I see him out in the street or uh, at a party or something, yeah, you go shoot the shit like a normal person. Like, hey, how you doing? I rang Rock so you Hudson's, conversations. I rang Rock Hudson's doorbell years ago. You know, he had the speakerphone outside of the electric gates. And I spoke to Rock, and he opened the gates. We walked up the path. This is with Millie and Mike. And Rock came to the door. We asked him the question that we asked him on the, the speaker thing, which I can't ask now because it's a person's name. And he gave us all that information and was absolutely wonderful. That's different, though. It wasn't Rock Hudson when Rock Hudson was at the top oh, of yes, the thing. Oh, yes, it was. He was just doing pillow talk and all that crap with Doris Day. Rock Hudson was a number one box office hit. Hmm. It was the late 60s, 67, oh. 68. You made it seem like you just did that recently, not like 50 no, no, years no, ago. No, no, no. <laughs> I was a tot. Okay, you a were little, a tot. A toddler. <laughs> I think it's funny. All right. So um, actually, too, you guys, there's a lot of movies coming out that we need to go see. Now, she already told us about Veronica Mars, but like, like I want to see Divergent. And that starts this weekend. Everybody should check Me it out. Too. And they changed Maleficent. I swear to God, I thought oh. it was supposed to come out in March, and now it's not coming out till May 30th. No, May, yeah. May Can't 30th. Wait. Can't wait. May is going to be like the month for movies, everybody, because Maleficent, Godzilla, X-Men, and Spider-Man are all coming out. And it's an important month for me because I, tur- I turned 50. 50 again. I tur- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 50 in May. Big number to turn. 
I think it's the big five. Meanwhile, I want you to know that the cord for my microphone is choking Star, who's at my feet. He's okay. Before I was strangling. Oh, my little Star and this Star. I love the pocketbook you got him, the chew toy. That Isn't says that chew, cute? Chewy, chewy, chewy Vuitton. He carries it around all over it. the place. Oh, I love he's it. He's a little gay. He's a little gay. He likes he the purse. He is a little gay. Yeah, he, he likes he's, the he's, purse. He really does. A little sissy boy. He likes the purse. Um, I, it's funny. What did he do when he saw you guys? Did he go nuts? He was. He wouldn't even talk to me. He was so he, pissed yeah. I left him. <laughs> yeah, he was nice to me. He was nice to me. Jimmy and I were on the sofa watching TV. He was on my lap. Then he just sort of got warmed up, dumped me, went and sat with Jimmy, and has ignored me ever since. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. If you pet him and talk to him, he comes I pet to him you. and talk to him. He licks my hand and walks away. The first two days, he like he like licked me and jumped up and everything, mm-hmm. and then he like left me like I was being abused. Like you left me, mm-hmm. you know, and you're a piece of <laughs> shit. Well, we were gone, I hate we were gone, you. We were gone three weeks. You know, it was a long time to dog, be gone. That's a long time. And he was treated like a king. I mean, if, if he wasn't sleeping with us. You know, he was under the bed, then he was on the sofa with me before I moved. I mean, he was like, you know, I was ready to get like a handbag and throw him in it and bring it around. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be that cliche. I'm not going to be the person I hate with a dog in a bag. Right. Did I, did I tell you what your sister said when I asked her, do you miss Deirdre? She yes. said, yes, very much, but I'm making believe that she's away on location in a movie. And that's sweet. <laughs> yes, that I just spoke so to her earlier. Yeah, she's out for the day. I think she's antiquing again. She bought more junk. Yeah, she got a well, sterling silver. Uh, she got no. She got a sterling silver ice bucket, and there she was cleaning it. Now they cut down some big trees in the forest where we are, and she uh-huh. went out and told the, the guys with the saw, "Could you cut me thin placemats?" So they looked uh-huh. at her like she was a little weird, and now they did. They're cutting her placemats that she has to soak in polyurethane. Oh, she's demented. No, it's not. It's her business, you know. She's a table specialist. It's, it's yeah. going to be different. But anyway, we need to go to a music break real quick. Okay, good. There's a lot of talking. So hang in, dude. So, uh, okay. so you guys, hey, hey, Chad, let's let's do your show by Chris Starr. Hey, everybody, this is your show. It came out last week on iTunes. It's available worldwide, digitally in every freaking country. The name of the song is your show. The artist is Chris Starr, and here we go. Just 
What's up, everybody? That was I Am Chris Starr. That's I Am Chris Starr on Twitter. The name of the song is your show. Check it out. Everybody get it. Get it. And what are you doing, Steers? That's a great song. Um, I was trying to get on my Facebook, but it's... Oh, I have a helicopter of me. Hold on one sec. That's loud. Um, a helicopter. <laughs> I have the worst... Sprint is the worst service in New Orleans. I swear to God, I need to change services as soon as I can because I, I my internet sucks. My phone sucks. But doesn't that cost a fortune of money to change service? Yes, it does. I have a, I have a two-year contract. We'll have to pay 175 to break it, which I'm really not. Well, don't do, do it. Just leave it and suffer a little. You won't be there oh, forever. Horrible. You'll be in Hollywood. You'll be in Atlanta soon. Now, I think um, you should break it. Like, I'd break it because, like, if you don't have service, but only if you know that the service is going to work from the other people. Yeah. Well, Verizon's really good. Verizon's so expensive. Uh, and I think yeah, I got it. I have AT and T, but it's really expensive. Yeah, oh, I, I can probably. Oh, there's circling. Something's going on. I wonder what's going on. There's circling. <laughs> probably, you know, New Orleans is famous for murder. <clears throat> yeah, it is. maybe maybe someone got murdered. They say like there's a murder every day. Watch it. Yeah. Be careful. Oh, I know. Well, I know. Well, this morning I woke up at five thirty to a woman screaming, screaming. No, no, I mean hysterical screaming. So I opened the door, and I, and I looked outside, and a little bit down the street, I guess there was a fight with her and her boyfriend and, and another guy, and the guy had a tire iron, and just so happens at 5.30 in the morning, there were street workers working on the street for guys and those reflective, you know, best uniforms, and they were kind of like getting in between, and then I mean, she was screaming, and you just see the guy, he has his arm up with the tire iron. It was, it was insane. I was like, oh, my God, I need to get out of here. I can't You're this. getting me nervous now with you oh. being here. Good thing, yeah. I raised, good thing I raised you street smart. Well, how yeah, do you, I'm very street smart. But. How do you like your apartment? You like it? How's the I chandelier? My, yeah, oh, God, my gaudy chandelier. It's fabulous, darling. <laughs> I would love it. Archie. 
I think I would love that. She said the apartment, day, man, she said the apartment is so gay she can't deal with it. It's very liberal. <laughs> so she said it's like chandeliers. Well, the gay guy owns it that she's leasing yeah. from. Well, and, no, Ramon's Ramon, my landlord. She didn't decorate it. Um, the chandeliers came. Jonathan, who had owned it before, was the one that did all the renovations. So he put all the marble in. He put all the crystal chandeliers in in the hallway, in the kitchen, and the in the living room. In the kitchen um, is a crystal yeah. chandelier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that reminds me of years ago when when Uncle Sal's uncle had a hot load of, of chandeliers. They came swagged. I don't know where the hell they came from. And we got a phone call if we wanted a chandelier to go to Brooklyn. Well, we walked in the house and there were chandeliers hanging from every room in the basement. So we, we bought one. We could have gone to jail for that, you know buying stolen oh, well. goods but we were young we didn't care oh it was the 70s everybody's right. and, it, and it, was, it was it was, was uncle cool al anyway it was yeah. uncle sal's uncle al I'll but we didn't know yeah. we were we were teenagers what did we know wish i had yeah. that chandelier today It'd be worth a couple of grand exactly it was a big monster so- we also need to go in and just give a shout-out to all the different syndicates and radio stations playing the Jimmy Star Show, uh, starting off with our home station, W4CY Radio. We want to thank WROM in, R-O-M in Detroit, and uh, you can find them at WROM Radio, Planet Radio Network in New York, L.A., Ontario, and London. It's planetradionetwork.com. We're on WBAD.net in Washington, D.C., um, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, the 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska. You can also hear us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. And let's not forget our monster. Spot. We're not on Monster anymore. I don't know what I don't know what happened monster to Monster. I think they like disappeared Aww. or something. They like disappeared. Aww. I'm working on some new ones, so but we'll a, see another, how it goes. Another New York station picked us up. Now, what about our new sponsor? The Collection House, everybody. Check out www.thecollectionhouse.com for all your celebrity memorabilia. They have all kinds of really cool stuff. Uh, props from movies and autograph this and autograph that and all kinds of really cool stuff. Check them out now. It's thecollectionhouse.com. You can also uh, join Connect Shop, which is a social network for people in the entertainment industry. It's like Facebook for people in the entertainment industry. You can go to www.connectshot.com. We have profiles on there. We go on there. It's a lot of fun. They have uh, auditions and castings and all kinds of stuff that you can apply for, so everybody should check it out, connectshot.com. Wait, am I on that? No. Why why am I not on ConnectShot? I don't know. You want to be on it? Well, yeah. If I can connect for work, why not? What am I, a vegetable? No, so then you go on to connectshot.com and sign up the same way you did for Facebook. Oh. (laughs) Can't you do that for me? No. No. Deirdre, you could do that for me. <laughs> and also, you guys, Arcadium Entertainment. ArcadiumEntertainment.com. It's the premier booking agency for all kinds of great movie, TV, and music stars. If you have an event, a movie that you need casting for, or anything like that, check it out. It's ArcadiumEntertainment.com. There we go. I got all those. And... And I'm so happy that I'm getting all these cool Twitter followers. I've been following all kinds of great reality stars in, in every country around. I'm having so much fun. Please follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star. You can follow the Jimmy Star Show on Twitter at Jimmy Star Show. You can find Ron, follow Ron Russell on Twitter, which I'm going to teach him. He's going to start doing Twitter because no, Twitter's prom- the best. No, it's I at prom- Ron Russell Show. I will start to twat very soon. Tweet. I promise. You. Yes, tweet twat. Tweet tweet. And uh, and you can follow Deirdre Serego at. Deirdre Serego, uh, well, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, uh, Deirdre Serego, D-E-I-D-R-A-S-S-M-A-R-E-G as in George, O as in Oscar. I'm so used to saying that. 
Nobody and I, name, right? <laughs> and I love Instagram. Everybody should be on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm also Dr. Jimmy Star. I post lots of cool, fun stuff and lots of just lots of fun stuff. I love Instagram. Wait, wait, back it up. Wait, wait, how did you become a doctor? Huh? I am. I have a. Um, I've gone to school for like a zillion years. What, what would you? What kind of did you, facelifts? Huh? No. Oh, okay. Facelifts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought wait, maybe I he was. No, I thought he was a little maybe. No, I thought he was a closet plastic surgeon. I was going to get so excited. I'd have laid right on this desk now, gave him a butter knife, and said, let's go to work. Cut him, Jimmy. Cut him. Oh, listen to that, Chad. That's right. Chad, we got to get you in here some. Yeah, what are you eating, Chad? Barely anything. Hi, Chad. What's up, lady? I missed you. Stay safe in New Orleans now. I will. What are you eating? Anything good? No, nothing you guys would like. It's all veggies and fruits. Mostly veggies. Oh, I love veggies. Oh, good. Yeah. That's what we're down to for 40 days and 40 nights. But yeah, I can notice. <gasps> the fasting for oh, life. Oh, that's what you're doing for life. Well, oh. and, and for the body, I guess. It's a pretty good cleanse, I must say, because I can notice uh, it's working. It's like ah. the fat. The fat's going away. You're Slowly. Losing cool. Slowly. Slowly. Jimmy and I are coming to Florida once a month for four days, so he could do the the, the honey, uh, the honey right. business. So we'll, honey. next time we're down, we'll see how thin you got. It's not it's not like a rapid thing, but I'm not working out. But I notice it does work. But of course, it's vegetables and fruits, right? You're not, I mean, sure. how many uh, overweight vegans do you see? Not many. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. And, and, and I certainly know what fruits can do for you. Hey now, Psst. sorry. Ron's quick. I know a lot of fruits, and I know what they can do for you. <laughs> I'll bet. I think nothing that's a good fruit can't do. <laughs> nothing. That's right. Nothing fruits can't do for your system. Well, there you go. That's what I'm eating today, folks. So you're eating fruits. Good. And where are up. you playing this weekend? This weekend we're only playing a uh, Boca West Country Club. We played, uh, we doubled up at uh, Bonefish Max uh, this weekend for Patty's Day, which was pretty cool. And uh, this weekend we only have one gig, so I get three days off. Yeah. Nice. What are you gonna do for three days off? Do you do uh, anything fun? Let's do anything. Well, I don't do stuff like movies and stuff. I still like going to like uh, I don't know the zoos or something where you walk around and do stuff like that. Uh, beach. That's cute. Cute. <laughs> Zoos are cute. I hate zoos. We like bringing they in our own animals. food and feeding them. Those and stuff. beautiful animals are supposed to be free, not behind bars. Yeah, but it's going to happen. Terrible. It's going to happen no matter zoos. what. I know I am too. I haven't been to the SeaWorld in I quite mean, a while. No, we don't need zoos. We have camera. All you've got to do is photograph all these beautiful animals, and anybody can see them on Facebook. Yes, or- I don't do it often, Ron, but if it's there, I'm oh. going to go see it. I can't. I can't. When I see those big, beautiful lions behind bars, I think, oh, my God, how they would love to be chasing natives for dinner. <laughs> That's true. They probably they would have a hard time now that they've been in captivity. They wouldn't have had yeah, we've already screwed it all up. But yeah, now you couldn't do it. We screwed no. it up. Yeah, so that's the way it goes. And everybody, too, we're going to have a great show next week. We're going to have Ron Newcomb. He's uh, cool. a film director whose film is like in the top five on Netflix. It's going to be a lot of fun. We also are going to have, a, again, everybody needs to go and check out Andrew DeLeon. Look at his like audition on uh, on uh, YouTube for uh, America's Got Talent. I swear I was like crying. <laughs> I cry a lot, though, so don't worry about it. Cry, baby. Yeah. I love all the auditions. I get so excited for all the people auditioning for all these shows when they do really, really well. And um, if you're going to be in the Pennsylvania area, uh, March 30th to April 2nd uh, in 
in uh, I forgot where I'll have to tell you next week. But Lily McLeod's going to be in concert three nights in a row. We're going to be going. Oh, to check Harrisburg, her out. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg, and uh, we'll find out the details of all of it for next week's show to let everybody know. Cause and it's in, be a lot of fun. and in the middle of April is Deirdre Sarego's birthday. She turns twenty five. 28, Yay. 29, 21, 29, get the math right. If I'm 50, you have to be 25. Uh, do, do the math, do the math. You could have had a kid at 20. No, 25 yeah. is more feasible. Hmm. Okay. No, I had Deirdre at 25. Now I'm 50. She's 25. Okay. Jimmy, stop all lying, huh? You don't have to lie for us. <laughs> yeah. Listen to him. We tell the truth, right? And I'm going to try to find a place next week that I can actually Skype in because the internet. Um, Go to Starbucks. My apartment sucks. Yeah, so I have to try to find somewhere that's quiet. That Starbucks I can use the is Wi-Fi great, so you can actually see me. Will, will, yeah. will the Starbucks? Oh my God! I was going to say the Starbucks. Starbucks will be noisy though. No, Star- Starbucks yeah, is really very quiet. No, no, not- no, it's not. The Starbucks Go outside. Go on their really- patio. They don't have a patio in Starbucks here. The Starbucks here is really very crowded and very loud. So I well, have then, to try to find something that's quiet that I can, is, you know. Is there Wi-Fi in the park? I don't know. That's a good question. I could try to find How about out. Wi-Fi at the zoo? Well, quiet. How about the yeah. zoo? <laughs> maybe, uh, Turn your camera on. Maybe Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> there Dunkin you go. Donuts might have Wi-Fi. Anyway, you guys, it's 4.50. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show. We are going to have a great show for you next week with lots of great guests. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Chat room, thank you so much. Everybody have a fantastic week. Hollywood Vixen, enjoy your week. Have a great time. I Keep will. us posted up what's going on. We miss you. And Chad, thank you so much for being such an awesome engineer. We love you. And everybody, peace out. Thank you so much. And now Jim and I are going to New York City to go night clubbing. Stop.